Hey everyone, and welcome to another exit interview of Wet Hot American Moon Juice Season 2. I am Wham James, and I guess I'm giving you a lot of details in this episode. So this is the third exit interview, and I am talking to Morgan, who is the most recent person I've talked to on a published episode. So that's fun. Hi, that Morgan. Is, that is true. Hello, James. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How are you? I've survived November. That's how I'm doing. (laughs) Good, good. Okay, enough chit-chat. Yeah. Just straight (laughs) to business. (laughs) Let's get into it. Okay. You know, on Wham Juice, we do say straight to business. That's basically like our motto. We never go on tangents or any, always on track with everything. The title was the last bit of whimsy that we ever had on this whole show. I haven't had whimsy since we named the show. (laughs) It's, I've been to a doctor. It's actually concerning. (laughs) (laughs) So... How did your month end up? I mean, I finished it. Good. So okay. that's that's a plus in terms of how I feel about what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, I feel pretty good. I mean, we did, you and I did just talk about this. There's like themes happening and it's it's very exciting in that regard, but it's just a gigantic mess and I have to fix that now. So that feels daunting, right. but a little exciting. I felt... I'm trying to get away from being like, did you feel this exact thing? I want you to say yes so we can have this discussion. I felt this way, that in the time between when you and I talked and the end of the month, that I was like, okay, all fancy writing, anything is thrown out the window. I need to finish this plot. And that's it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't even a, it could have taken me more than 50,000 words, but it was at the point where it was like, no, 50,000 and we're done. So it better be (laughs) finished at that point. (laughs) It felt exactly that way. And like, I know you and I were sort of, I think deep in the paint is a turn of phrase that people say. Yeah. Like you and I were both sort of like in the middle of it, but on the 27th of November. (laughs) So it was like, it was like, okay, so I guess wrap things up really quick. The hook comes yeah. on the stage and pulls us both off. That's pretty much how it ended for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Rihanna did something in the episode that came up before this that I really liked. What was your least favorite slash most challenging part of the of the month? Okay, so the first day I got my words in and I felt okay about it and I was really ready to just like hit the second day running and I had a massive migraine didn't write anything mm. for the second day. So then I was playing Ugh. catch up three days into nano. I was already trying to catch up. Uh-huh. And then there was another weekend where I literally had myself booked for streams and podcast interviews back to back all weekend. Like I think the most time right. I had in between those events was like 30 minutes at one point. Ugh. And so I didn't write that weekend. So then I was behind right. those two days. So basically right. <laughs> what I ended up doing was setting this precedent for myself where I was like, I'll be behind by two days but I'll make it up. It's fine. And then I would scramble for the next five days making it up, which is, that's great that I I hit the word count, but that's really dangerous thinking for me (laughs) Uh (laughs) because you can't procrastinate with nano. So I need to just snap out of that for next year because knowing that I'm capable of skipping two days and then catching up is like, not a good thing Mm. for me to know. (laughs) So that was a challenge for myself. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's like if the hair didn't realize that the hair was so fast, <laughs> they might have done better. Like, right. Like, <laughs> hey, you know you can run faster. 
I can what? And then the hair loses. <laughs> right. Well, and then if you look at my stats graph, like they have the stats where you're supposed to be with Nano. And then where I was, was just under it basically the entire mm. month. Like I was pretty yeah. much a day behind the whole month. And then every once in a while I dip back up and then go back down again. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm up. Right. Like I've hit par. I can slack off again. Like right. it was not right. good. So, well, okay. Then on the opposite side, what was like, I guess the biggest reward or sort of the may- maybe the most positive I want to say event, like sort of the shining moment. When you look back on NaNoWriMo 2020, what sort of stands out above the other things, if anything? Well, if I had to pick a single moment, well, um, it would Which probably... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, so I guess I have two answers. I have one single moment cool. and then one overall feeling. The single moment was when I finished. No, I'm just kidding. It was... Winning. Uh, Next question. <laughs> it was... I think I was... We were on the third week, and I sat down and replotted the entire thing, but I mm. actually felt really good after doing that because I was just in this place where I was like, parts of the story don't make any sense. Like, I don't know what's going on here. And then I sat down, and I replotted the whole thing, um, and I had a meeting with Tracy where we both just talked through our novels, and it ended up being yeah. super helpful um, because then I, I came out of that going, okay, I have a direction for this, and I have a direction for when I go do my revisions because now I know what's happening at the end so I can fix the beginning so that was a good moment and then overall i just feel like i came out with this really um the draft is crap but the story itself is really well developed and i am excited to make the pros match that (laughs) you know so yeah there's some really great concepts happening in there and i think that there's some some points in the story that i wrote that um really hit on stuff really hard that will stay in there, you know? And so I'm excited yeah. to bring everything else up to that level of those certain moments that are really great. So that's right. my long answer. I like that. That was good. Thanks. I, You know, it was like a micro and a macro, and I think that's a good, that's a good way to cover it. Yeah. Were you more pantsing it this year than last year? Do I recall that correctly? Yes. I started with an outline this yeah. year. I yeah. went wildly off track with the outline within like five days, and then yeah. I struggled to get back onto the outline and wrote a new right. outline, and then I stuck with right. that until the end, basically. <laughs> so it was definitely it was definitely a plantsing thing, or um, right. but it was uh, yeah, it was a lot more pantsy than it was last year, and I was uncomfortable <laughs> during that. <laughs> we'll get to it, so don't re- no spoilers. Okay, if you were to do it next year, oh. I won't tell. Would you do more of a planner aspect because it made you so uncomfortable this year? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the thing with writing, though, is that sometimes it just takes you by surprise and you end up in a different spot than you began. And that's okay. I think that's fine. And and you should definitely embrace that and allow your brain to go on those tangents while you're writing so that you can just work stuff out, essentially. So I'm never going to tell myself no. Right. Just in life. No, um, <laughs> that, that was a, that's my whole life. No, I'm never going to tell myself no when I'm writing, like, no, stick to the plot. Like, if I find a thread, I'm going to pull on that until I get to yeah. the end just to see what happens. But I will, you know, if if I do it next year, I'm not going to spoil mm-hmm. whether or not mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> but if I were to do it, I would definitely write a plot again. Yeah. And I would try to stick to it, but yeah, you know, no, no promises, kind of thing. No promises. Yeah, I mean, uh, for anything, you know, nothing, Ever. nothing is promised at all. Right. right. Exactly. You were working in a new-ish genre this year. Is that not? I guess not. That's you were not working true. In a, a different genre. All right. Let me say something true. <laughs> 
You you are Morgan. True? I am Morgan. True. Yes. I'm just gonna build it from the from the ground That's up. That's okay. <laughs> no, okay. <clears throat> I have found. I've, hey, it's sort of like writing. I have suddenly discovered the direction that I want to go <laughs> after saying the false thing. You started working on this based on an existing thing that you'd already written. Yes. True. Oh, good. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> So far, so good. And as far as editing is concerned, that's the only thing I've said, and it was true. We're doing great. <laughs> How did you feel that went for you in terms of, like, did you feel more beholden to it having already established some, some like, words on the page? Or was it not a concern? It was just sort of more of a concept? Yes and no. I started with this concept of these two characters, which basically made, basically what I had written was essentially the inciting incident, you know? Okay. And again, if listeners don't remember from when we talked about this over a month ago, uh, I wrote that. that People wouldn't remember that because, like, I clearly remember that. (laughs) And, like, so clearly, I don't. (laughs) So I wrote that when I was 13, right? right? And when you're 13, like, you've got ideas about the world and about the way things are and the way people interact with each other and things like that. And so I could see that that was reflected in my writing in a way that me as a grown adult now was like, oh, if I wrote these characters like that for a whole novel, it would be really problematic. (laughs) Because (laughs) that's not like setting a good example of like what I, the values that I want to teach, you know, in my writing or not teach, but show in my writing, you know? Right. Or teach. I guess people can learn from my vampires. Exactly. But I still was, I still felt beholden to, who these characters were in my head back then. So I, yeah. I had to find a way to synthesize like who they were that I liked parts about them. Like the, the female protagonist is, you know, really strong and smart and, you know, confident and kind of like takes no shit. And then the male protagonist is like, you know, really like witty and sarcastic and, but like kind of is making wrong decisions sometimes, but tries to play it off and, and stuff like that. And so I got those sounded like generic. Like, I feel like those are like protagonists everyone likes, but that's fine. Is it, is it weird that I was like, that's me? The, 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 the guy you were describing, I'm like, well, I almost made the joke, but you didn't even know me when you were 13. It's relatable like, that's then. Everyone. That's everyone. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I feel like those are broad, you know, broad descriptions uh, that people can relate to. So that's good. But yeah, exactly. But those are things I wanted to stick to, you know, so I, I yeah. had to, to find a way to stick to that while also altering the nature of their relationship as such that mm. it reflected a mature tone, if right. that makes it, yeah. you know, or like a healthy tone even. So yeah. which ended up informing the way the story went because as we discussed um i guess last week you know i i was dealing with these themes of like abuse and consent and stuff like that and so i think that the reason why i ended up jumping into those themes in the story is because of the thing that i originally wrote examining that as an adult now and seeing seeing that stuff reflected in it so that's really interesting it's it's almost like how like, if you make friends with someone when you're, like, 13, mm-hmm. and then they go away and they come back when you're an adult, like, making the adjustments in your context with them. Yeah. It's like, we were friends when we were just, like, eating Cheetos and reading comic books or whatever. Yeah. And we can still do that, but we also have taxes and <laughs> spouses and jobs and stuff. So right. it's like, we need to figure stuff out. And it's like... Yeah, so I, I like that a lot. So it's it's almost like a justification. That in itself is really interesting to me. Like sort of a because it's like you were plotting like 
epically on like a on like a, a decade scale. Because like what I, what I was gonna say about like outlines. And you were saying, like, I'm not going to say no to myself. I think sometimes outlines are really good for pushing off of and moving away from. Yeah. Like, I don't like this. Let me push away from that. And I feel like that's what you were just talking about with who you had these characters being and what their relationships were. You kind of pulled out the parts that you liked and carried them with you as you pushed away from other stuff that you had when you were when you were 13. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another interesting thing that's sort of just occurred to me is that it was, you know, this thing I wrote was like two pages in a notebook, you know, right. and, and that was it. And that was the start. And that was the end of it. And but it was clearly the middle of a story, the way that it was written. Right. And so I had to stop and think, what is the rest of this story? What happens yeah. after this happens? You know, because I'd never thought yeah. about that before. So it really was kind of a challenge to be like, well, this happened. But how did they get to this point? And where do they go from here? And how do I fill that in as a complete story? And so that was kind yeah. of like a, a challenging, interesting thing to kind of come up with. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I wish I had more of those little scraps lying around yeah. from, <laughs> from being younger yeah. because it's a good writing challenge. Yeah, it's, it's cool to, like, it, it almost makes me want to be like, write on a scrap of paper, like, toaster musical, question mark, and hide it away. <laughs> and just and find and it someday. And forget about it. Yeah. And then one day be like, toaster musical. <laughs> but like, aside, like, make be like, I have to do something with toaster musical. Yeah. And just see where you go from there. I mean, that that's so fun. It's like giving yourself writing prompts from the past. Yeah. Which is basically as close to time travel as we can get. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really, really cool. And I hope that, I hope by you saying that, it's somewhere a notebook materialized with like next year's oh nano concept. God, I hope it just so. like appeared behind a corner. I have two binders that I know yeah. used to exist that had lots of stuff written in them, and I can't find them, James. I have been searching. Uh. I tore apart my mother's house. I tore apart my sister's room in my mother's house. I tore apart my storage closet, my office. Like, I cannot find these binders, and I am very upset because I know I used to have them like a few years ago, and they're gone. Yeah. So I, I hope that yeah. this conversation makes them materialize, please. Absolutely. <laughs> This is the ritual that will bring they may, will make the the elves bring them back and and put them back where they were. Ugh. And I, I just want to give you a bit of hope. I thought a picture that I had only seen in printout from Hotmail didn't exist in my life anymore, and I got it this summer. And <gasps> amazing, it was it, like twenty years old. And my mom's like, I can't find it anywhere. I'm so sorry. And she sent me a big packet of photos, and I was like, This is it. This is the one. <laughs> So miracles can happen is what okay. I'm saying. I, you've given me hope. You've given me hope for next year. <laughs> Good part than I've done my job. <laughs> Hit stop. Yeah. <laughs> end of recording. Exactly. That they it's like the end of the Sopranos, I'm told. What a weird thing to what? say. <laughs> it's weird to reference things that you don't know. So, all right, I think now it's time. I think now it's time to reveal Morgan, are you gonna do nano next year? Yes, I'm going to do Nano next year. <gasps> and to the crowd nobody's goes wild. surprise. <laughs> someone, no, someone just spilled their coffee out of surprise. Just well, one person. That's a- was like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I have a few ideas. I don't know. I don't know oh, cool. like what a whole year will bring. I might come up with some different mm-hmm. ideas in the course of that year. But right now, I already have yeah. ideas, and I have a notebook where I write them all down, so I won't forget. 
don't lose it. Morgan. It's a it's a notebook on my computer, so I can't lose it, which is a good thing. If you lose that, I am coming to Arizona, and we are finding all three of them. We're gonna bring them back alive. There's another idea: <laughs> the search for the the notebooks. Militant lost item recovery is something that I could not only I think write from experience, but also star in. So oh my just God, keep that I love in mind it. for the. <laughs> I love oh, that. Lord. All right. I want to ask if there's anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to talk about in conclusion to this season of, of Wham Juice, which is a big thing to say. Yeah. For, for you, I mean, there's a couple of other interviews. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't already touched on? I actually don't think so. Mm. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I think I got it all, like, off my chest. Like, I'm feeling good about concluding this year I don't have anything else I need to add, I don't think. So I'm cool. proud of everyone that participated and that and that did yep. it. And I'm I'm happy. And I'm proud of you, James. Well well thank you so much. <laughs> You're I, I really appreciate that. I'm only really doing these exit interviews for people to say how proud they are. So now that you've said that, <laughs> you I think have you a can little tally up. mark. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I just it's just a notch on my laptop. It's that important to me. <laughs> Just a little file. Okay, so Morgan, where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you on the internet? Um, If they want to find me on the internet, I am on all social media at Morgan Spatola, which is S-P-A-T-O-L-A. That is Twitter, Instagram. Now it's TikTok. I started making those, and some of them are about writing, so... It's hey, it's makes sense. The one I've seen is excellent. Thank you. So I, I will recommend a five-star TikTok rating to the one I've seen. I can't vouch for all of them, but we're trending great for the TikToks. I mean, saying, I just, so. now it's like I started so strong, I need more ideas. And I'm like, what is writing even like? I don't remember. <laughs> even though I just did it. I think a pencil? Is that <laughs> yeah. funny? <laughs> so, but that's me. So, yeah. Good. And I do suggest that people definitely follow you. If people want to follow me, I'm at Unabashed James. If you want like hosting tips about how to know facts about the person you're talking to or like <laughs> insult and completely alienate everyone else on the show, just, you know, get in contact with me there. Oh, man. And I think that's pretty much it. We have all the social media recorded because 2019 James was on his game. Hell yeah. Morgan, take care. And we'll, we'll talk in 2020 when literally every single thing will be better. Thank you, James. I cannot wait to speak to you in a year from now. So Perfect. All right. <laughs> Take care and goodbye. Bye. Are you an author who has met their word count for the day and just can't stop writing? Are you a non-NaNoWriMo participant and you just want to have in on some of the fun of writing? Are you just a fan of the show and want to show us how good you are at putting words together? Then you can tweet at us at whamjuicepod or write us an email at wethotamericanmoonjuice at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.